I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. Episode five, right? Five, yes. Yeah, five. We're getting to the point where counting is tricky now. Counting is hard. We will officially be out of fingers on one of our hands after this episode. That's so right. Can only get more difficult from here. <laughs> So as the show description will have already told you, this episode is about ancient Egypt. That's a fairly broad subject, but we've narrowed it down. I would like to emphasize general history podcast on this episode. Yeah, once again, you've noticed the episode is not 15 hours, and thus we're probably not going super in-depth on everything, that this again is a podcast that is just here to give you the, the general basics on important things that have happened throughout human history. Totally. And a warning off the top, huge apology for butchering most of these names. Uh, looking up pronunciations is great and all, but a lot of them are spooky and potentially inaccurate. So we're going to do our best here. Yes. Yeah, there are a lot of pronunciation uh, pickles, we'll say. So we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see how we do. Uh, once again, want to thank the, the sources for today's program, Britannica.com, the BBC, History.com, Vice.com, Encyclopedia.com, LiveScience.com. I think it's Live Science. Or Live Science, Liv- one of the two. I never even read it as Live Science. Well, That's this so will, that, weird. That will be episode six. Uh, <laughs> CBC.ca, Shout Out Canada, sca Egypt.org and Google Maps. Thank you, Google Maps. Always handy to know where we are talking about. Uh, Before we get into it, I would like to say um, episode four, The Killing Fields. I got a ton of messages from people saying that they had literally no idea that there was a genocide in the 70s in Cambodia. We, at the end of that podcast, also said we had no idea. But my know-it-all friend, who I mentioned in the first episode... He knew about it. He even had a, a movie recommendation about it. What a dink. Did yeah. he like not know something for once? <laughs> so many people didn't know. And then he's like, right. mm, actually, there's a movie directed by Angelina Jolie that I think would be great. And I was like, I've already recorded it. Yeah. We're, I can't watch the movie. Yes. You, you, you cannot help. We're, we're not going to go back and do a director's <laughs> cut of our fourth episode of our podcast. And also like, just don't know something once, please. Yes. Anyways. This probably won't be the episode for that. Right, yeah. You know, like, this is... People are aware of Egypt, so... Right. I assume, though, he's going to call me up after this podcast comes out, and he's going to be like, did you know that the Pharaoh Ramses did a blah, blah, blah? And I'm going to be like, shut up. (laughs) I'm also just kidding. He is a smart person. He makes me smarter and better just by knowing him, so... As much as I gripe. Thanks, (laughs) buddy. Um, I also wanted to say that after our witch hunts episode, my sponsored ads on Instagram are very fun. Oh, I bet. <laughs> There's so many uh, little like crop toppy looking tank tops that say stuff like we are the ancestors of the witches they didn't burn and mm. lots of like hands holding gems and stuff like that. So thank you, the man, for always listening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to whoever's been listening in on us over the last couple of weeks for yeah. really stepping your game up uh, Instagram ad-wise. My Canadian version of an FBI agent yes. listening in the van outside is like, oh, looks like she needs some clothes about being a witch. Interesting. I didn't get those. No? No. That's that whole woman thing. They're targeting yes. me. Yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> I 
large white man, probably not right. exactly the target demo for that. Women were targeted for being witches in the 1500s, and mm-hmm. women are targeted for Instagram ads now. We yes. cannot escape this persecution. That was a weird jump. I also <laughs> want to say before we get started here, I checked our podcast hosting platform today, and we have over 500 downloads. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. That makes me smile, and it makes me uh, shake with fear and excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to, for the support to everybody who's downloaded. We really, really appreciate it. Um, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Turns out on Spotify, you can't rate, review, but you can subscribe, so do Just that. Just find somewhere where you can rate and review and do it there. As you're listening to the podcast, just give a thumbs up to the world. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> we'll know you're doing that and we'll appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this podcast, we will be talking about ancient Egypt. So let's get into it. What do we mean when we say ancient? We're going to be saying BC or BCE, which stands for before common era times. So that weird time where things start counting down to the year zero and then once it hits zero it's ce the common era which is what we're now living in so a lot of the times we'll say in this podcast rbce before common era so the way i start is i will just google our subject and then the first thing that pops up is usually wikipedia i try to not use wikipedia so much because you know just anyone can throw anything totally. on there we, we don't even but include it as a resource because no. I, I feel like we use not just publicly yeah. available to be edited sources exactly uh but it, it's a good kind of place to start for okay what are some talking points and then go out from there but i found wikipedia this time actually to be particularly helpful as the description of ancient egypt is that it is situated in the place that is now egypt so <laughs> you don't say so some incredibly helpful information coming from wikipedia when it comes to egypt but this is a culture that was so important that it now has its own field of study in egyptology so there are a number of people who have dedicated their lives to studying this stuff that we again will run down in about 45 minutes to an hour and a half um probably less Right. Egypt's history has traditionally been divided into 30, sometimes 31 dynasties, depending on who you are asking. The pre-dynastic era starts at around 3400 BC. Two separate kingdoms were established, the Red Land to the north, based in the Nile Nile River Delta. Uh, If I have trouble with that, this is going to be a long one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wait till you get to some of these pharaoh names. Yeah. And extends along the Nile to Atfi, which is near the Great Pyramids of Giza today. Excavation of the site found monuments of cows, as you discovered in your research. Yeah. Atfi had monuments of cows or like rooms that were decorated with cow stuff. So that's fun. Maybe they were really into dairy. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, the white land in the south, stretching from Atfi to just above where Lake Nasser is today. The southern king, the Scorpion King. Not the Rock. Can you confirm that? Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Right. He's done everything else. I can't confirm it, but I'm fairly confident that Dwayne the Rock Johnson was not involved in anything during 3400 BC. Fair point. Uh, He made the first, not the rock again, the Scorpion King, made the first (laughs) attempts to conquer the Northern Kingdom around 3200 BC. A hundred years later, King Menes would subdue the North and unify the country, becoming the first king of the first dynasty. Damn, good for him. 
Yeah, shout outs. You think he's rolling over in his sarcophagus right now? Thanks for the shout out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> then we move into the Archaic Era. Aren't they all Archaic Eras? I, I suppose, yes. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, to the ancient Egyptians, the king was a godlike being, closely identified with the all-powerful god Horus, which is those falcon-headed dudes you see in hieroglyphics movies that were popularized, the falcon-headed dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earliest known hieroglyphic writing also dates to this period. This is between 3100 and 2686 BC. Successive dynasties flourish with trade, they have prosperity, and they develop a great cultural traditions in the archaic period as in all other periods most ancient egyptians were farmers living in small villages and uh, agriculture which was largely wheat and barley and i mean if you're from atvi like possibly cows uh formed the economic base of the egyptian state annual flooding of the great nile river provided necessary irrigation and fertilization each year farmers would sow the wheat after the flooding receded and then harvest it before uh, the drought seasons and high temperatures returned. And this is why we don't think that the pyramids were built by aliens. No, to, to have the understanding that, okay, the Nile River is going to flood, so let's use this to our advantage, kind of shows that people were rather ahead of their time. You, you go back to our episode on witches and people considering, well, it was supposed to rain three centimeters, but it only rained two centimeters, so clearly there's a witch. Uh, you see that this was perhaps a bit more of an advanced people at this time. Right. We're talking BCE here and they're like, the rain is going to stop eventually. Let's use irrigation systems to bring it out to other places. And then you go up to the 1500s CE and they're like, witches. (laughs) So ahead of their times is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's just like, all right, let's strategize our entire Basically, how we are going to feed everyone around this thing that we know is coming. But if someone stubbed their toe wrong, it's like, yeah, fucking witches, man. <laughs> um, there's also uh, some of the Egyptologists have pointed to a pulley, uh, pulley system and also steep ramps to have built the pyramids. Um, there's also tool marks on the stones and, of course, the use of enslaved people, which, I mean, what haven't they built in ancient or modern day society. The pyramid building didn't actually start until the old kingdom, which is the next era uh, between 2686 to 2181 BC. The old kingdom began with the third dynasty of pharaohs. Around 2630 BC, the third dynasty's king asked Imhotep, Imhotep. architect, priest, and healer, uh, so, you know, man of many hats, mm-hmm. to design a monument for him. The result was the world's first major stone building, the Step Pyramid at Saqqara. An ancient Greek historian estimated that it took 100,000 men 20 years to build this. It's a lot of manpower. It's a lot of manpower over a long, long period of time. Like, generally people's entire, like, mm-hmm. adult life spent working on this thing. <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely crazy to wrap your head around. So again, probably not aliens, just a lot of people doing a lot of stuff for a very long time. As much fun as the whole alien thing would have been. Right. Uh, It's also crazy because that pyramid is not the biggest one. So it was estimated that 100,000 men took 20 years to build it. It's not even the biggest one. (laughs) That'd be pretty demoralizing. Like you spent this whole time and it's, oh, well, we're on the podium. Yeah. You turn 21 and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so Egyptians were one of the first civilizations to believe in an afterlife. So having a monument to hold the dead physical body would help the second self. I believe it was called Ka. It would help the second self enjoy eternal life. During the 3rd and 4th dynasties, Egypt enjoyed a golden age of peace and prosperity. The pharaohs held absolute power and provided a stable central government. The kingdom faced no serious threats from abroad and successful military campaigns in foreign countries added to its considerable economic prosperity. Uh, so basically, they had peace while their armies invaded other places. Cool, cool, cool. Seems legit. I mean, if you're going to run a place, that'd be the way to do it. Like, be the one in invading, not invaded? Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, can't we all just get along? <laughs> at that time, definitely not. <laughs> During the fourth dynasty is when it's thought that the Great Pyramid of Giza and the Sphinx were built for Khufu or Khafre. Khafre. They were like a, um, that was a father son. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you look at a Sphinx, it's pretty funny because it, it actually looks like you when you hold our cats. Oh, really? Adorable. Yeah, that's the look I'm going a for. A giant man cat. Right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Often how I've been described. Yeah. Uh, over the course of the 5th and 6th dynasties, the king's wealth was steadily depleted, partially due to the huge expense of pyramid building, and his absolute power faltered in the face of growing influence of the nobility and the priesthood that grew up around the sun god Ray after the death of the 6th dynasty's king, who ruled for 94 years the Old Kingdom period ended in chaos. You could understand how people would get upset. Everything is going fantastic. You're invading people. No one's invading you. Everyone has all the money in the world. And then these guys just decide, hey, can 100,000 of you spend 20 years building shit for me? Building my tomb. Right, exactly. <laughs> can you guys do that? Oh, and we're it's going to send us into an economic downward spiral. Right. So thanks for that. High five. I, yeah, I, I can see why that period would end in chaos. Totally. That period moves into the first intermediate period in 2160 BC. The central authority completely dissolves, leading to civil war between provincial governors. This chaotic situation was intensified by Bedouin invasions and accompanied by famine and disease. The Bedouin people were nomad tribes that moved with the seasons and are characterized by their hospitality, perhaps not in this case, <laughs> and farming lifestyle. That, that second part probably more than the, the first start, for sure. I mean, everyone was a farmer in ancient Egypt. Literally everyone. Valid point. Except or, for or a pyramid <laughs> builder. Yeah. Uh, in their spare time of none, <laughs> they were farmers. Uh, from this era of conflict, we see two kingdoms emerge. A line of 17 rulers spanning dynasties 9 and 10 ruled Middle Egypt, while another family of rulers arose in Thebes to challenge them. Around 2055 BC, a Theban prince managed to topple the rulers of Middle Egypt once again, reuniting the country and Kicking off the 11th dynasty. Woo! Um, Thebes today is Luxor. Oh, okay. This was honestly one of the more difficult things to research because everything back then has a different name than it does now. So it's saying, you know, Thebes and all these other places. And I'm like, well, where is that though? Because those mm -hmm. places don't exist today. <laughs> no, it is weird. Like I made the joke off the top from of Wikipedia saying like, hey, ancient Egypt's in Egypt. Mm -hmm. But... It is crazy how so much has changed. I mean, in the past 5,000 years, so maybe it's not <laughs> entirely crazy, but it, Egypt is still Egypt, but everything else in Egypt, aside from the Nile River and freaking pyramids, are different now. Totally. So, it, yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a, a trickier thing to, to research. 
after the last ruler of the 11th dynasty, the great grandson, or however they track that, I put it as great grandson because that's how I track lineage. Uh, but anyways, the great grandson of that Thebian prince that reunites all of Egypt, his name is Mentuhotep the fourth. He's assassinated. His throne is passed to his chief minister who becomes king. So during the Middle Kingdom, Egypt once again flourishes as it had during the Old Kingdom and the 12th Dynasty kings ensured the smooth succession of their line by making each successor co-regent, which just means ruled by more than one person, a custom that begins with Amenemet I. They return to pyramid building in the tradition of the Old Kingdom. The Middle Kingdom reaches its peak under Amenemet III and its decline begins under Amenemet IV. I mean, once you get one down... Right. It's a name that just rolls off the tongue. You got to keep going. Menemet. The decline begins under him, the fourth one of these guys, and it continues to decline under his sister and co-ruler, Queen Sobekneferu. Nope. (laughs) And it continues its decline under his sister and co-ruler, Queen Sobekneferu, who was the first confirmed female ruler of Egypt and the last ruler of the 12th dynasty. Shout out to you, Queen. You rule, queen. First queen of Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) The New Kingdom. This one has a lot of names, so please bear with us. So in addition to powerful kings, the New Kingdom was notable for the role of royal women, such as Queen Hatshepsut, who began ruling as a regent for her young stepson, but rose to wield all the powers of a pharaoh. The controversial... Amenhotep the fourth of the late 18th dynasty undertook a religious revolution disbanding the priesthoods dedicated to Amon Ray a combination of the local Theban god Amon and the sun god Ray and forcing the exclusive worship of another sun god Aten renaming himself Aken Aten servant of Aten a he built a new capital in middle Egypt called Aket Aten known later as Amarna. Upon his death, the capital returns to Thebes and Egyptians return to worshipping a multitude of gods. All of the new kingdom rulers, with the exception of this Hakanatan guy, were laid to rest in deep rock cut tombs, not the pyramids, but in the Valley of Kings. This burial site is on the west bank of the Nile opposite Thebes, which again is Luxor today. Most of them were raided and destroyed with the exception of the tomb and treasure of Tutankhamun, or King Tut, uh, discovered largely intact in 1922. That is CE. 1922, like... Our 1922. years ago. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about King Tut, his mother was also his aunt. Gross. Weird. How? I shouldn't have asked how, because I... <laughs> Well, you see, when his father loved his sister very Ah. much, King Tut also married his half-sister, which I have more questions about how he has a half-sister more than I do about how his mother was also his aunt. There's a lot of questions. How does he have a half-sister? Somebody must have got in there and like (laughs) separated the bloodline? Anyways, he is actually the one that's uh, credited for returning to the multiple god worship in ancient and ancient Egypt religion. And he also is the one that's credited for uh, the return of the capital city to Thebes. The Valley of Kings has 63 known tombs and you can actually buy a ticket and go into them today to explore, which is certainly a thing. 
That, it's that pretty would, cool. Yeah, that would be quite the, the thing to go check out for sure. Mm-hmm. The splendid temple of the last great king of the 20th dynasty, Ramses III, was also relatively well-preserved and indicated the prosperity Egypt still enjoyed during his reign. The kings who followed Ramses III were less successful. <laughs> uh, Egypt lost its provinces in Palestine and Syria for good and suffered from foreign invasion while its wealth was steadily steadily, steadily depleted. In 525 BC, the king of Persia defeats the king of Egypt, and Egypt becomes part of the Persian Empire. Persian rulers rule the country largely under the same terms as previous Egyptian kings. The tyrannical rule of Xerxes sparked increased uprising under him and his successors. One of the rebellions triumphed in 404 BC, beginning one last period of Egyptian independence. In the mid-4th century BC, the Persians again attacked Egypt, reviving the empire under Ataxerxes III in 343 BC. Barely a decade later, Alexander the Great of Macedonia defeated the armies of the Persian Empire and conquered Egypt. After Alexander's death, Egypt was ruled by a line of Macedonian kings, beginning with Alexander's general Ptolemy and continuing with his descendants. The last ruler of Ptolemaic Egypt is the legendary Cleopatra. Turns out she's the seventh one, Uh, but Cleopatra, the one you're thinking of is correct. Uh, She surrenders Egypt to the armies of Octavian in 31 BC. I mean, I know they didn't know it at the time, but like how cool would it be to be like, hey, what year is it? Oh, it's 31. (laughs) (laughs) It's reported that Cleopatra, reported by who? Sorry, I just realized that. Like all her close friends from 31 BC. Anyways, maybe Egyptologists report that Cleopatra was misunderstood and most of what we know about her came from the Romans who considered her a rival. An opposing regime is not really a reliable source for your life and legacy. Cleopatra was queen at 18 years old, spoke nine languages, studied politics, economics, and mathematics. War was declared on her by Octavian because she married Mark Antony, and it seems like Octavian was super jealous. That's what I got from her story. I First off, I didn't know that she married. Hard stop. Okay. Uh, then married Mark Antony, and this Octavian guy seems like he was super jealous. Like He, he was calling Mark a traitor, and that's why he then declares war on Egypt and Cleopatra because she marries him. Like, that's some next level jealousy. Declaring next war on jealousy. someone is is quite a thing. Yeah. If I can't have her, I'll just fucking send an army. Yeah. Cool, dude. She dies by committing suicide. Uh, Mark Antony also does. Their tombs have never been found. It is said that Cleopatra outsmarted um, the Octavi- Octavian and his armies. The Romans and all the archaeologists that have followed uh, say that she yeah, she outsmarted them. She made sure that their remains and temples were never found as like her final middle finger to the Romans. That is a nice little touch at the end. Like, yeah, you're never going to find me. I kind of like that too. Yeah. Like, you'll never get to, like, you can say all this shit about me, you jealous, jealous dude. Right. But you'll never get to like, I don't know, dig my bones up and... Right. You'll never have that closure. Yeah. <laughs> Miss me, bitch. Yeah. Uh, so that pretty well ends the 
ancient part of ancient Egypt. Yeah, we got back to zero. Yes. Now we're in CE and who cares? Egypt today has issues. They had a revolution in 1952 and again in 2011. The worst massacre in modern Egyptian history was in 2013 and presidents have been charged, accused of spying for other countries and being linked to extremist groups to even more confusing political landscapes. The future of Egyptians and how they'll be governed is quite a question mark. Their current president has made some moves similar to the failures before him so it remains to be seen if he can bring Egypt back to any sort of glory. So, uh, you know, troubled. Now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not great. Yeah. And yeah, a very big question mark for their future. But um, I would like to, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a game. I don't really want to call it a game. But uh, there are some fantastic Google reviews about the Sahara Desert, which, oh. of course, Egypt is. Yes. <laughs> All of it. And the Suez, the Suez Canal. Okay. Which is fun. Okay, well here. So about the Suez Canal, people had to say, if I was a ship and I didn't want to go around Africa, then this place is where I'd want to end up. <laughs> a lot of reviews... That's, that, that, that's a ringing endorsement for sure. Totally. <laughs> a lot of reviews said that uh, the Suez Canal was too wet. I, I've often heard that about canals. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was at least five of them that said it within the last year. So you know it's true. Mm -hmm. Someone said it was a very interesting place. It's not only beautiful, but also important historically. This person also gave it a one star. What? <laughs> they thought it was interesting and beautiful, but then they gave the Suez Canal one star. Right. The beautiful and interesting uh, only check off like half of a star for that person. But I was so. like minorly inconvenienced. So one star. Yeah. Uh, the Sahara Desert has 3.9 out of 5 stars on Google. Wow. Yeah. One of the one of the reviews says, One of the most like famous places on earth doesn't even crack a 4 out of 5. Yeah. Just barely. Just barely not there. Yeah. One of the reviews says, No shade, abysmally hot during the day, cold during the night, and a camel ate my food. This review was left by a local guide. <laughs> Actually? Oh, okay. Another review says there are no doors, no exit signs. No one greeted us. We will never come here again for our ski vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's clever. Make, it's making sense why there's a 3.9 out of 5 stars now, hey? Yeah. Someone else says, this one is as boring as my social life. The sand is kind of tasty, though. What? <laughs> uh, several reviews say too much sand and not enough sand. So unlike the Suez Canal, we don't know if there's enough sand in the Sahara Desert. Right. <laughs> Always leave them wanting more. I Always guess. leave them wanting more. And finally, someone says it's extremely cold and a lot of water is in this place. It's very wealthy. I saw a lot of big houses made out of gold and diamonds, but I'm only giving it a one and a five because I hate camels. That again seems valid. As again, that that would seem to be a a pretty important fixture in that area. I would also like to know that they spelled camels with two M's, so camels. Hmm. Well, I mean, again, the, this is a, a foremost authority, so... Yeah, yeah. Google reviews. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, th th that is absolutely spot on. And some... Obviously, some um, posted with tongue firmly planted in cheek. Mm -hmm. But just the thought that, again, one of the, like, major landmarks on this planet, and it doesn't even get four out of five, mm -hmm. is just absolutely hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh, so, this was our episode on ancient Egypt. I hope you learned something. I know I certainly did. I knew about Cleopatra, but 
it turns out I knew nothing about her beyond mm-hmm. her name. Well, and one of the things that kind of struck me about the whole thing was just how long this actually spanned. Like, mm-hmm. how, how long Egypt was kind of a, a superpower in many ways. You, you think that it's, oh, yeah, it's just a couple hundred years. But, no, this is, we're talking about... 3,400 years worth of history mm-hmm. where this was a place that obviously they, they had some ups and downs, but this was a place that for a, a large period of time was extremely prosperous and yeah. really ran things in that area. And like you said off the top, like there's people that specifically study Egypt. Mm-hmm. Like it is such an important civilization that people dedicate their lives to studying just it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how, and again, you look at how resourceful they were and how kind of knuckle-draggy everyone was in some of the other times we talked about when it came to the witch hunts and stuff like that. Like, it it, it is crazy to think of just how far ahead of their time they actually were. But then again, even with that, everyone is vulnerable and Mm -hmm. everyone can be taken over, which is a scary thing to say. But you're you're never 100% foolproof, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, learning about this really made me want to rewatch The Mummy. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, specifically for me, The Scorpion King, but also The Mummy, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how I know how to pronounce Emotep. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. There was also an ox and a moon in there. I only know that because of The Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Well, clearly I needed to watch The Mummy before I did this. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I did look that up because I wanted to know if, if Brendan Fraser's The Mummy had any truth. Uh, a few things were depicted as they were hypothesized to have happened, but basically, no. The Mummy oh. is not true at all. Oh. Well, that kind of ruins it. Now I don't want to watch it. In 1999. Scorpion King was all legit, though. Like It <laughs> was, was all legit. Yeah. Doing the Rock Johnson had scorpion legs. Right, yes. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to this this week's episode about ancient Egypt. You can always send us an email if you would like to, us to butcher some more names in a topic or research something and then tell you about it. Please come back next week where we will be talking about the events of Chernobyl and Fukushima. Real uplifter is that one. So yes, no, I'm looking forward because again, that that's one where I have a general understanding of it's not great there, mm-hmm. but looking forward to diving a little bit deeper into it so yeah looking forward to that one the email is we had no idea podcast at gmail.com nailed it uh <laughs> if you have any thoughts on any of the past episodes or or again any topics you'd like to hear us cover later on as we continue we are very much open to suggestions very agreeable people yes and again we, we have proven today we may not get them right all the time specifically me but uh no name is too difficult for us to at least try so send any any requests our way to we had no idea podcast at gmail.com rate review subscribe and have fun watching the mummy because i know you're gonna